Welcome to Perennials, a podcast about growing up, getting wise, and trying to live a good life. I'm Victoria Russell. I've been thinking about patience and trying and disappointment and uncertainty and dreams versus reality. Recently, I was reminded how back in January at work, we were encouraged to come up with an intention for the new year. So it could be an intention or a phrase that we wanted to return to throughout 2021. And my phrase was patient and steady. So the way I thought of this was like I'm on a horse and maybe the horse gallops or bucks, but I'm keeping my seat and riding the horse without getting thrown off. So recently, I had an experience where I noticed my impatience, and I noticed the horse bucking, and I noticed myself keeping my seat. And it didn't look exactly like I thought it would, or my ideal version, but I saw something in myself, like a level of witnessing, witnessing my impatience, getting jostled, sliding around a little bit but staying on my seat. And it was very interesting. (laughs) So I just thought I would share a bit about this experience. Unfortunately, I can't be super specific right now. (laughs) Hopefully I can be in the future, but I'm gonna talk about the feelings that I was experiencing. And I think those feelings are really common to the experience of wanting something, trying for something, feeling impatient, dealing with uncertainty, and failing and feeling disappointment. So recently I tried for something and I really wanted it. And I kind of had a feeling I wasn't going to get it, but I had some hope that I would. And I shared my hope and excitement and doubt and nervousness and anxiety with a lot of friends and loved ones And I sought some guidance and support and advice. And I kept saying, it is so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable to want something so badly. And also to know that it's not all in my control. There were pieces of it that I could put effort into. I could control my actions. But ultimately, the whole thing wasn't in my control. And so I was perseverating a lot over this thing. I was kind of obsessed for a week. I was excited. I was nervous. I was unsure. And I kind of knew that I might not be ready for this thing, but I wanted it anyway. And that sense that I might not be ready was very annoying and frustrating to me because I wanted it and I wanted it now. So in this wanting and trying for something, there was an important day when I received so many thoughtful texts from loved ones wishing me good luck. And what flashed into my mind was the very end of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of my very favorite movies, when George Bailey's guardian angel has written inside a book for him. No man is a failure who has friends. And I was like, man, even if I fail at this thing, even if I don't get this thing, 
It has been so beautiful to feel loved and encouraged and supported and held by these friends and family. But the very next thought that I had was, okay, but let's be real. I, I really want the thing. Like, yes, it's great. I'm so grateful I have these people in my life, but like, I really want the thing also. That would be, that would be awesome. And I almost felt like I had jinxed it just by thinking that it would be okay if I didn't get it and how lucky I was just to have these people in my life. So I didn't get the thing. And I don't often see things as just total failure because at the end of the day, we always learn and you never really know what would have happened if you had gotten the thing you wanted or even how the steps that you took towards it might lead you somewhere else. That's really beautiful. But in some ways and by some metrics, I failed. And even before I officially failed, (laughs) when I was just trying and wanting and anxious, I kept thinking about Pema Chodron, the Buddhist nun that I talk about a lot on this podcast. I love her speaking voice. Like, just Google her. If you haven't listened to any of her talks, go on YouTube, find one of them. She has such a great voice. And sometimes I just hear her voice in my head and I see her face smiling at me. And I could just hear her saying, isn't this interesting? Isn't this experience so interesting? You get to observe yourself in a moment, in a situation of wanting and striving and uncertainty and anxiety and failure and disappointment. (laughs) And of course, while I was trying and when the thing didn't work out, I had all this self-doubt and even like shame feelings that came up. I'm not good enough. My mind often goes to, I'm stupid, or I'm dumb, or other people must look at me and think I'm embarrassing myself, or I'm just not good enough. They must be judging me, or maybe just pitying me. And it's so interesting to watch that and to work with those thoughts and those feelings. Those are very real feelings. I think I'm starting to understand more in my bones now that it's not really about getting rid of any of the feelings. The idea of staying staying on my seat, being patient and steady, doesn't mean that I won't experience all of those very real feelings. They're so human. So... It's not really about getting rid of the feeling of wanting, wanting so much that it's uncomfortable, getting rid of the discomfort, getting rid of the grumpiness at the idea of like, well, if it's just not meant to be, or, you know, you never know where it's going to lead you because it's a lot easier to say that in hindsight or to say that to someone else, or, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to feel that in the moment when you really want something and when you are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and you're just not sure if it's going to all work out or how it's going to all work out and you just want that certainty and it's very real to want and to resist these more detached ideas about maybe this thing just isn't for me and as much as I fear change sometimes my mind well often my mind goes to this fantasy of the grass being greener 
And I think it's very true that sometimes you do have to or want to change certain things in your life in a way that would make your life better, where you would feel better. And change, that can be a great thing to go for something and to do something different. But I do sometimes have a tendency to kind of romanticize what it would be like on the other side of getting something else or being somewhere else. You know, I have this fantasy that I will be someone else and my life will be free of all sorts of challenge over there. When the truth is that there will always be challenges and struggles with anything and I will still be me. So I will still struggle with certain things that I tend to struggle with. And so watching all of that play out in my mind was really interesting too. Like I could observe my mind going, oh, my my life would definitely be better if I got this specific thing. And then to go, well, that might be true. That might not be true. And you just don't actually know. And I watched myself just wanting to prove myself so badly and just get this certain validation and how in the moment I was like, I don't care if this if this actually is right for me. I just want to prove that it is right for me <laughs> because I want it and I want it to be. And I knew, like I knew in another part of my brain, like, well, actually, it does matter if this thing is actually right for you. <laughs> it does matter. And it's not the only thing of its kind in the world. And it's okay if this doesn't work out. But man, man, the voice inside me that just wanted it was so fierce. And so then it was interesting to watch myself when I did fail, when it didn't work out, to watch myself go, oh, how am I going to, okay, how am I going to work with this now? Am I going to resist the feelings or try to numb out or distract? And so I just let myself cry and I let myself feel disappointed and sad. And I noticed when my mind went to beating myself up which it so often does. And then I just kind of gently brought myself back to you're just sad and it sucks and that's okay. There's nothing to fix right now. There's nothing else to do right now. You can be with this disappointment and sadness and it will pass. And you don't have to rush any sort of feeling. And that's where the patience thing comes in for me. I talked about this in the folklore episodes that I did with my sister, Felicia, this idea of anxiety being a form of impatience. Like, I just want everything to be okay now. I just want to be ready for that thing that I want now. I want to have that thing now. I don't want to feel certain ways. I don't want uncertainty. And the thing about my intention of being patient and steady is that it doesn't mean that the horse will never buck. It doesn't mean that I'm the best rider in the world. It doesn't mean that I always know which path to take or where I'm going. It doesn't mean that I'll never get thrown off my seat, but I can get back on and I can keep going. And hopefully I get thrown off less and less. Hopefully I become a better and better rider. But it doesn't mean the terrain is always going to be clear and easy or that I'm always going to know where I'm going. And it's interesting to start to go, oh, wait, I can ride this and I can stay on my seat. And there's a certain patience, I think, you know, throughout life, but especially in early adulthood when there's just so much uncertainty all at once and you don't have those years of experience of riding, sometimes we can just feel like, 
I just want to know that I'm going to find the job or the partner or the place to live or the friend group, or I'm going to resolve this issue with my body once and for all. I want it all to be good and resolved and settled. I want to know that I'm okay, that everything's going to be okay in these specific ways and I'm going to figure it out. And then as you go, you realize there's always going to be stuff. And even if you get the job or the partner or the body, the nature of life is change. And I'm starting to feel a little, little, little less afraid of that. (laughs) And to have a little more patience with that not knowing, with not being fully realized and not always knowing how things are going to go. And there's a level of trust and patience. There's a level of just surrendering or relaxing into that, into that discomfort. Relaxing, you know, when the judgment comes up, when the frustration comes up, when the disappointment comes up and not labeling that as bad. It just, it's just part of being alive. And maybe it's not even desirable to get rid of the wanting or the striving or the disappointment or anything that's just uncomfortable because it's part of being alive, being a human being, being a feeling person. And one of the things that really helped me, even while I was waiting for the the verdict of whether this thing was going to work out, was just thinking about all of the people people that I know personally and people who are public figures that I admire who have tried over and over and who have been told no. I thought about friends who have applied to schools or jobs or really put their heart on the line for a relationship or auditioned for theater productions or put their music out there or tried to get their writing published, whatever it might be tried out for the for a sports team and have been told no. And I thought about this story I heard. Lisa Kudrow gave a, a commencement address at her alma mater of Vassar College in 2010. And her speech is on YouTube. It's great. I saw it a few years ago, and this story always stuck with me. She was cast as the character Roz on Frasier. And I think she had been working as an actress or trying, you know, kind of struggling, trying to get roles and things like that for about eight years. And she finally got cast in this role on Frasier. And she was fired after just a few rehearsals. And then it was either a few months or maybe a year later, she was cast as Phoebe on Friends. And... I was feeling like, even while I was waiting for this verdict, I was like, if this doesn't work out, in some strange way, I feel connected to every other human being who has tried or is trying for something and wanting it and and not getting it and feeling that sinking feeling. And I thought about, you know, Lisa Kudrow did not know when she was fired that she was going to be cast as Phoebe. She didn't know. Like, I think it's very easy for us to hear those stories and having all the hindsight and all the knowledge of what what happens later on, 
we think, oh, but, you know, it was all going to work out. But she didn't know that. (laughs) And so I had that part of me that could sense, like, a connection to every every other person (laughs) experiencing that or who has experienced that. And then the other part of me going, no, but I really want this thing. Like, (laughs) I want this to be for me. And so I really tried and I let myself want it and try. And you know, I don't even think it's necessarily a bad thing sometimes to romanticize a little bit or to say, all right, you know, I know those platitudes of when a door closes, a window opens, you know, whatever. I know those platitudes about what's for you will find you and all that. But right now, I just want this thing and I'm going to go for it. I think about, um, I interviewed Flo Hamer last year about building her tiny house. And she talked about how sometimes those ideals or maybe romantic ideas or that that striving can be really motivating. It's not all bad necessarily. It, it can help us identify what we want and really go for it. So I, I think it's all kind of being aware of these different parts and just being able to observe it a little bit, maybe get a little bit of space from it so that it doesn't completely drag us down or take us out. <laughs> and so when I didn't get the thing, you know, as much as I went for it I and let myself have that disappointment and that sadness and process that, I was able to then kind of put some space around it and and remember that perspective of, You know, there have been so many things in my life that I couldn't have planned or guessed that did eventually lead somewhere else really beautiful. And it's okay for me to resist that and to be annoyed and mad and frustrated or sad, disappointed, whatever, when it doesn't work out. I don't have to get rid of that. I'm I'm a human being. And I don't have to be taken down by it either. I can also keep alive the part of me that can see more of the forest through the trees and can feel that connection to other people, this connection to the human experience and try to have a little more trust that it will work out okay, that that I can learn. I can assess the situation now with a little bit more clarity now that the desire, the haze of desire has lifted And with that clarity, I can look at what did I learn? What did I learn just about what I want? What did I learn about what would be right for me and what wouldn't and what I don't want? About the things that I can control. What do I want to work on to take another step? What did I learn about attachment (laughs) and how attached I get to certain ideas? Because like I said, we never really do know how things would have gone if we had gotten the thing. Maybe it wouldn't have been all we think it's cracked up to be. Maybe it would have been beautiful, but just maybe it just would have been different than right now and not necessarily better. And so as cheesy as it may sound, I am really returning to what came to me, that idea of no person is a failure who has friends. And I don't say that to make anyone feel bad if you're struggling with friendship right now. I haven't always felt 
like I had the connections that I feel like I have now. And those have taken a lot of patience and time and kind of cultivating and nurturing seeds of friendship and sometimes being disappointed and having bumpy roads and some days feeling really connected and sometimes some days feeling disconnected for no reason at all, really. Sometimes feeling really isolated and lonely and sometimes feeling really loved. And so that's not all just like sunshine and daisies either. <laughs> and don't want anyone to feel bad if you're in a season like I've been in before where you don't feel that. You're not a failure either if you're struggling with friendship. But returning to that, that, that gratitude that I have, um, that by reaching out and telling people about my experience, I was able to receive them being there for me and that that was a gift that I have taken some steps towards something and I have learned some things and I had patience with my own human experience throughout the process, even the parts that at other times I might've been like, oh, maybe I should try to not want it so much or not be disappointed or somehow protect myself from all of these feelings. But I embraced being alive and even met my impatience <laughs> with a different sort of, like having patience for my impatience, if that makes sense, was different for me. And so I'm just going to put this out there, as scary as it is for my anxious brain. I'm going to choose to believe that this thing that I just failed at was a step towards something else that maybe will be just as beautiful as that thing could have been. And I will keep you posted. It might take years, I don't know, but I will keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening. Please take care. And if you want to share any thoughts about this episode or any other episodes with me, I'm always so happy to hear from you. Feel free to email me at perennialspodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at perennialspodcast. And I have also started producing and co-hosting a new podcast with my Aunt Cheryl Paul called Gathering Gold. If you like psychology and spirituality and asking big questions, if you're a highly sensitive person, I think you will really like that show and benefit from the wisdom of my Aunt Cheryl. Thank you so much for listening to the Perennials Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. You can follow along on Instagram at Perennials Podcast or send me an email at perennialspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. The song you're hearing now is I Orbit a Moon by Paul Finn. <laughs>